On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we are talking about the 2021 NBA draft, which uh, is still going on, actually, as of this recording. We uh, we, we decided to uh, to to pull the plug on on waiting yes. for Joe Wee's camp. That's just like ABC. We we decided the the first round was all we really needed to see. You yeah, know, move on. Uh, I wanted to wait for Joe Wee's camp to get drafted so I could get excited. Uh, we should but... have been a first rounder. That was the problem. <laughs> no, I know. It's, <laughs> all it's... of us know this. And then and then Sam uh, talking to Vassini on the show, uh, the last show we did earlier in the week, uh, when we were kind of talking about how. Um, the second round almost doesn't matter <laughs> like, cause, cause guys can, can almost purposely go undrafted so they can pick their spots. And yeah. I guess like their beginning of the second round matters a little bit. I don't know. I, I, I just got soured on the whole deal. Joey's camp did not get drafted. The big 10 in general was disrespected. The sec was not, uh, Pac 12 and, with two lottery picks. Yeah. yeah. Back 12. Yeah. You're an SEC guy now, so you're obviously very happy with I mean, what transpired it's, it's tonight. I to see the conference doing so well. <laughs> uh, a lot of surprises, I think. I think it's fair to say this was a surprising draft in a lot of ways. Um, we... Uh, as it turns out, Tate and I watched two different broadcasts, which we're going to we're gonna hash that out too on the show. <laughs> I think I think we should start yeah. with that. Yeah, um, th- there's a lot to get to. We're just going to do our best to sift through all of our straight thoughts and, and piece them all together and uh, see where this thing goes. But first... Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right. As I said at the top, uh, we did not realize this until what pick was it? Like 21, 22? That the two of us were watching two very different broadcasts. Um, I first of all texted you like right as the draft was starting. I said, I'm gonna try an experiment. Uh, I'm gonna I have not enjoyed the NBA draft as much as I used to when I was little. And uh the real answer as to why I don't enjoy it as much as I did in like say 1996, which got a lot of play this year because the 25 anniversary and, and Kobe's yeah. death and all that. Yeah. Um I loved watching the 96 draft. I thought I thought to myself, best I don't love watching class ever, they say. Best draft class ever, maybe. Um, I don't love watching the draft as much as I did when I was little. The, the real answer, Tate, is that I'm just older now, and when you get older, things just stop being as cool. But I thought, what if I just stay off Twitter the entire show? Mm. Maybe that's it. Maybe, like, Woj spoils everything and ruins everything because for some reason the guy, like, can't just, like, not. <laughs> can you not, yeah. Woj? Yeah. That's a great – has anyone asked Woj that question? Woj, can you not? Well, the, the worst part about it, I feel like with Woj, it's like, just dive in head first. Just tell me that the selection is going to be made. Don't give me these walk around terms like, you know, oh Moses Booty is top of the board, you know, for the for the Golden State Warriors here with this pick. Just say, you know, I'm scooping I, it. I, I, I am. I am actually turning against my company in live time because this is what I got famous for. I feel I it feel was, like I'm going nuts. When I when I, I when I when I observe how people love Woj and I'm just like, what does this guy tweets? Yes, his no, entire that- his entire <laughs> existence state is to tweet yeah. things we're gonna find out in like five minutes anyway. Not just whether it's a draft, whether it's a trade, even the trade. It's like Woj oh. bomb. It's like you know what the bomb is? Is that if we would have waited five minutes, the the Hornets themselves would have said we are drafting this guy or we are trading this guy or the the Wizards would have been like thanks for us. They would have done like a hashtag thanks yeah. for us. I mean, that's you know, how we would have found out about the trade. We don't need Woj. You talk about like when you were young. yeah, when you were younger and you went into the NBA draft and it was on TV, it was on ESPN, it wasn't this whole showcase and a lot of times you wouldn't know that Kwame Brown was going to be the number one pick so yes yes Kwame Brown gets picked there is this oh my god oh my god yeah yeah. even Anthony Bennett when he got picked number one in 2013 there was like 
oh, wow, this is crazy. And seven hours before the draft, the number one pick, the thing that we should be the most hype about, you know, Woj ruins it. And it's so not, stupid. It's not just Woj. He started, you know, Shams is right there next to him. I, I don't want to leave him out because both of those guys are in the same boat. And like you said, it takes away the curiosity. It takes away. The- I listen. I I don't want to disrespect the business that you're in because you're a yeah, scoops guy yourself. You're a, you're a scoops guy yourself now, Tate. Yeah. So I don't want to disrespect uh, you per se, but uh, it's 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 a garbage business. It, yes. it serves no purpose. No, I, I, I hate it. <laughs> As a guy in the it's business, so I- stupid. <laughs> Like what the hell? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I, I decided I'm going to stay off Twitter because for that very reason, for, for that very reason, I wanted to be surprised when when Scotty Barnes goes number four. I want to be surprised. I was, I was shocked hey, when they when Adam Silver announced his name. I was like, whoa! Sam Vecini told me this was a four player draft. Scotty Barnes was not one of those four players. What so the is hell it a happened? Five here? player draft yeah. or a three player draft? You tell I don't know. us. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Sam. Um, but the, so I, I, I told you straight out of the gate, I am not on Twitter. I'm just going to watch the broadcast. I'm prepared tonight when we do the show to just talk about the broadcast. Um, so then I started texting you throughout the broadcast and I was like, Kendrick Perkins is wild. This is wild. <laughs> I was like, Mike Schmitz, what a come up. This is cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I was, just, I was every, just every single person that you were texting me. I, I, and like, look, I'm working <laughs> on my computer, so I'm watching this intermittently, you know, as this is happening. So I assume that I'm just missing these people. You know what I mean? I, I'm like, I'm like, where do they have Kendrick Kirkman stationed in this thing? Because I have not seen him yet. Again, I'm watching, you know, uh, you know, Kevin Nagandi and, you know, Shanae Gumuke and, you know, Jalen Rose and Maria Taylor. And this is the ABC broadcast and Malika Andrews. Malika Andrews, sorry, pour one out for Maria Taylor. Uh, Malika <laughs> Andrews used to be Maria Taylor in that spot, but in general, as I'm watching this whole thing play out, I am saying to myself, "Where's Kendrick Perkins, and where are the memes coming from?" Because I'm yes. on Twitter. I was yeah. on Twitter. I, I'm out on the streets. I'm trying to see what's going on, and I see people talking about Moses Moody and Kendrick yes. Perkins trying to say yes. his name. And again, Titus, I am looking around like, where is Kendrick Perkins? Please give me this. We, and it was we watched two very different broadcasts. I watched the whole ESPN broadcast or the first round. Obviously, like I said, we're we're still it's still going. We're, we're first round guys. Yeah, uh, the the first round on ESPN. You watch you watch ABC broadcast. Yeah, and uh, hilarious because yeah, you you missed a pretty good show on on ESPN. I got to say the the ESPN broadcast. Uh, Kendrick Perkins was on another level tonight. He out of the gate. Um, Mike Schmitz, who again, what a come up for Mike Schmitz! Shout out to shout yeah. out to uh, my fellow Marina Del Rey guy, who I see at mm. the beach all the time. Just mm. letting it rip. I gotta, I, we, we gotta, we gotta crack a few cold ones, Schmitzy. When you when you're back on the beach, I'm gonna. <laughs> It's so like, wild. Every time I see him on the beach, I'm like, that's a trap guy. Why is he not a guy? Yeah. What is he doing here? What is he doing? Stars, they're just like a state. Um, <laughs> so uh, Schmitz, like the, the first pick happens, Cade Cunningham to the Pistons. We all very know. boring and uh, like very, you know, very low energy number one pick moment, honestly. As much yeah. as I like Cade. I feel like Woj ruined it for me because, like I said, it was a seven-hour grace period, and then when it finally but, happened, it was like, hey, yeah. I but guess. doesn't that make you like Cade more? Doesn't make you yeah, no, it more? Yeah, no, it's about Cade. It just yeah, was yeah, a, okay. It was a flaccid moment. I, I wanted it to be <laughs> an, an, an energy-filled, we just got the number one pick, Detroit's back. You know what I mean? Yeah. He tried to do that. He put the he put the shades on. He said, what up, doe? You know, he tried, yeah. to, he tried to really, and Motorcade is a great nickname. That is a good but again, nickname. the energy 
just wasn't there. At least on ABC, so, maybe on the ESPN broadcast. No, you're right. So the first, uh, the first few picks happen. Uh, the first two picks, we'll say. Uh, yeah, it was the first two picks, and Schmitz puts up his report card on like who Jalen Green is, the boxes he checks, the defensive, the defensive uh, uh, versatility is unchecked for Jalen Green. It's there. Every box is checked for Kate Cunningham, whatever. And then uh, Reese Davis asks Perk what he thinks, and Perk's like, everything Mike Schmitz just said. I co-signed and like, that's basically what he, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. just like, man, Mike, uh, you killed it, man. Yeah, I don't Mike, know what else. I got, yeah, great, great homework, Mike. I got nothing else to add. <laughs> and then the, the, the big moment when I knew like, so right out of the gate, I'm like, are we sure Kendrick Perkins belongs on this set? Like, because mm. Richard Jefferson was on the broadcast too. He's awesome. I love Richard. Richard Jefferson might be my favorite basketball commentator right now. Yeah. He's doing uh, working. He's amazing. He's hilarious. And, and he's, he's, he's perfect for, for what he does. Um, I was like, Richard Jefferson might've been better in this seat. And then Evan Mobley goes third to the Cavs and Kendrick Perkins says shades of, or reminds me of, or could be basically compares him to Bill Russell Tate. Oh my God. <laughs> I think the Cleveland Cavaliers got it's a modern day. Bill very Russell. much Chauncey Billups vibes. When Chauncey yeah. Billups was just like throwing out hall, hall of famers. He's like, this guy is like Joe Dumars and pistol Pete in one. You're like, what? Uh, and when, when Perk said that, I was back in because I was like, all right, this is going to be so absurd that it's going to be hilarious and fun. And yeah. the moment you talked about was, for me, kind of the moment of the draft was was <laughs> Kendrick Perkins trying to pronounce Moses Moody's name. And yes. it wasn't that he flubbed his name because we've, we've been there. You and I on this podcast every single time yeah. we do a podcast. I think I just messed up a Gumake. So yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's not that he messed up Moses Moody's name. It's that he at no point pulled the just pulled the ripcord and was like I'm out I'm gonna I'm no, gonna he, I'm gonna punt on this he did not punt yeah. he just kept going he was like moose 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 he kept going he tried it like 20 times <laughs> that was the funniest thing <laughs> I'm not killing him for I'm, I'm not killing him for getting tongue tied I'm killing him for like for, at some point just pivot to like you know his name or whatever he yeah, just kept you know going moses. for it it was hilarious <laughs> then it was a funny moment and like you know perk played it off like 10 picks later he's like just fyi i know his name moses moody and, and richard jefferson killed him for it and it was pretty funny but uh man perk was he was like so i don't know if bad's the right word it's just like so exactly what you'd expect kendrick perkins to be on the nba draft yeah. and it was it was great i actually enjoyed it i enjoyed it immensely so that's what you missed well, on the flip side, ABC, uh, they were very focused in on trying to figure out what traumatic experience happened to send oh, really? to get them, yes, to that spot. And, you know, Kevin Agandi, he did a great job trying to, you know, manage, uh, you know, for example, uh, late in the first round, you know, there, there was a fire uh, that happened, you know, in the, in the Highland household, Bo- Bones Highland uh, from VCU. And, you know, his grandmother passed away. I mean, it was a very sad, somber moment. But again, this was, you know, a, a story of perseverance. But Jalen and Shanae, they are the ones being told these stories, right? So, like, it's basically Nagandi is telling this, like, absolute, like, Tom Rinaldi style, you know, very oh narrative, <laughs> you know, lead you down, like, th- this path of, you know, all that they did, all that they've come through, all of this stuff. And then Jalen and Shanae, I mean, God God bless them. I mean, they were there to just kind of be the sounding board and just say, like, I mean, that is a very, you know, tough experience. I mean, what what great courage from that kid to be able to do that. And, of course, that that is a part of the whole conversation when you do the draft. But it did seem at times, as we've seen before, you know, it, it happened uh, with the yeah, this draft is- a little bit, you know, with all, with all the, the dads being there and talking about, 
you know, the, the perseverance of their players. Were they, the, were they bringing it up to the players, like in front of, like they used to do in the. Yeah, it, the it was some, there was some of that. There was some of that. Uh, oh, my the, God, dude. That's but, that's like all jokes aside, like that is so messed up to like, no, like hey, it, this is the biggest moment of your life. This is the happiest you've ever been. Uh, remember that one thing that happened back in before this moment that was really bad? How, was, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. what? I, I was going to say, at least at some level, at least at some level, you do, uh, it does paint, right, the, the portrait of these players at, at, in some capacity because it says, wow, they have this this mental fortitude to come and, and get They're back. human beings. I didn't realize yeah. they were human beings yeah, until exactly. you told me exactly. that they had like, a My relative. goodness, like yeah. right now? Right yeah. now? That has oh, my to God. And, and you mentioned Kendrick Perkins being on brand. Jalen Rose, uh, as we always joke about, Jalen Rose, everything will come back to Jalen. Uh, and <laughs> you can love Jalen for that. Um, the best the best part of this night is, you know, they show the Montverde team, right? The, the high school team. And, and yeah. it's, you know, Cade Cunningham, M- Moses Moody, Scotty Barnes, Dayron Sharp, all four of those guys on the same high school team. They're all first-round picks. Wow. And then it goes to Jalen. Jalen's like, See my high school team. We also have NBA <laughs> players, and you know, tells that old story. Um, you know, the the Pistons have the number one pick. He goes crazy about the right. Pistons having the number one pick. He also brings up the fact that you know he invented the name Jalen. Um, yes. there was a Jalen Suggs in the top five. There was a Jalen Green. There was a Jalen Johnson. Yep. You know, his his father Jimmy Walker was uh, the the J part of Jalen uh, was the number one pick uh, back in the day for the Detroit yep. Pistons. Um, so Jalen wanted Jalen Green to be the number one pick. So it would be this whole, you know, full circle moment of Jalen's. Um, every Jalen they got on stage, the first question was about how they had to pay homage to Jalen Rose. <laughs> oh my God, dude. <laughs> It was awesome. It was uh, honestly though, like the broadcast was ridiculous at, at some parts. Like I said about the the emotional roller coaster way to go on, but Jalen Rose was having a lot of fun. And dude, uh, I wrote I wrote I, down on my notes that I I enjoyed that the ESPN broadcast. They finally pivoted away from all the traumatic stuff, and I was like, wow. thank God. No, that was that was on ABC because they left it to ABC. In fact, the the Terrence Clark uh, gesture, which I thought was amazing and a great idea, too. and and wonderfully executed, and. Uh, how happy are we that Coach Cal wasn't there? Uh, by I the way, I, I was so happy. I, I mean, not, not I missed them in the green room, but like for that moment in particular, I was happy that it was the family. Yeah, uh, yeah, that it was all about the family. Exactly. Um, that moment was was so powerful. And as I was watching like the ESPN broadcast, I thought, oh, they must have like maybe there was a decision that in, in light of Terrence Clark's passing, they decided like let's not make the rest of the broadcast dramatic so like so as to overshadow no, that, that was that. primetime abc that, that was that was so you're telling me like abc this is, is the like, first no, we'll time that they were on abc and you know malika gets them you know the first time around and she's like how does it feel you Dude, know they're like it feels the, amazing the other thing and i want to point the next question <laughs> the other thing i want to point out about the espn broadcast was the the fake laughing between perkins uh. Jay Billis and Reese Davis was mm-hmm. at an unprecedented level. I mean, we yeah. see it a lot when Reese and, and Jay Billis are, are chopping it up on game day. Like those, you get those two in the same room. Reese, yeah. Reese will laugh at anything Jay Billis says. Yeah, like exactly. it's, and it's, Jay loves it's, hanging out with Reese because Jay knows. loves it. Yeah. And he gets gassed up and then it's just like a snowball that can't be stopped. You throw in Kendrick Perkins and these dudes were not even telling jokes, Tate. They were just like straight up like, like, okay, J- okay, uh, Billis, who do you think the Warriors are going to take at number seven here? And and Billis is like, well, I know one guy I wouldn't take. And the Perkins is like, <laughs> I'm like, was that even a joke? Like, what are, what are we doing? Dude, it sounded like I was listening to a Rieger podcast with all the fake laughing. It was, uh, it was insane. Yeah. 
That was something I learned very early on that, uh, that that's how you make a podcast. You just fake laughing. I really did. That's like, I look at Mike Schmitz, like Mike Schmitz is like looking left and right. He's like, am I supposed to laugh? Like with you yeah. guys? Like, no. can, I, can I talk about the Perkins like, pull or? that board back up. Let me see what else, what other notes you got. <laughs> Share your notes. Man, oh, I, man. I'm, I'm sad I missed that, but I'm also, you know, I, I think it worked out pretty well because like you said, we had two very separate experiences. Yeah. We watched the draft and uh, we also learned, a, I learned a did, lot about these players. I will did say you get, did, did uh, ABC have any college coach appearances? Yes. Yes. Really? Yes. That's you where they were interviewed. You didn't see I, the college coaches? No. I mean, I saw like the coaches, like uh, they, I, I met like, uh, did they interview any of them? Did we get a Bruce Pearl side, did oh. side of the road in a ditch? Same character counts moment on ABC. We, we, got, we got like cameos basically, which the, the whole broadcast was this very strange thing where like you would, the 11th pick would be made right for the Hornets. And then like all of a sudden on the side, it'd be like Don Cheadle being like, shout out, <laughs> shout out to the NBA draft, you know, guys that are getting the league. Can't wait to watch you play. You know, it was like, it was completely out of nowhere. And like the, the 15th pick happens, like Taraji P Henson is here to wish, you know, all these guys success in their, in their next career or whatever. And, it was like stars, but then randomly, like when Franz Wagner gets selected, Mo Wagner pops up and Mo's like, you know, hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm Mo and I'm the foe of the program and I'm happy for my brother. And then Scott. Oh, did he really? That, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. you texted me, Mo. Because yeah. you, you texted me, you just said Mo exclamation point. And I was like, I think this is when we cool. figured out that you and I were watching something different. Because I texted you about Mo Wagner. You're like, what? And what are you uh, talking about? Yeah, what, are you, what are you saying? Scott Drew also, uh, when Davion gets picked number nine to the Sacramento Kings, he pops up. And gives like a nice little, uh, you know, we're the national champions. Uh, I'm so proud really, of yeah, yeah, yeah. So Scott, oh Drew, wow, well, Scott on, on ES- was the biggest star of the on, on ESPN. Star. There was zero, there was zero propaganda. What were they doing? No, they were just showing Kendrick Perkins. The they whole were time? cutting to Bobby Marks and Woj and uh, oh, wow. Rachel Nichols and Richard Jefferson, and they would talk. Wow. But uh, yeah, I, I was, ex- I actually liked it because I was like, uh, this is this is great. Like, I don't have Bruce Pearl hijacking my NBA draft to like tell me character yeah. counts. I don't have John Calipari. Yes. Yes. Telling me. <laughs> Al Perry said this was the first draft he hasn't been to ever. I was like, I don't, I, can we, can we take this back to that? What do you mean ever? Like, he's like, it was like, when things are out of my control, I would, I would literally kill someone to be in Brooklyn tonight. Um, he also called it graduation day, which I, I think is so funny that Coach Cal, like, all these coaches talk about graduation rates. And then Coach Cal's like, yeah, mine is like 75%. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, do you want to talk about the actual draft? Yeah. Or is there any, anything else on the difference? Of, I guess like what, what, uh, any other notes on, on, um, on the broadcast you want to say, I, I guess I don't know. I think I would, I guess I would say is, uh, I, I, I have noticed in the last few years, especially, but like this year, I finally like decided to write it down and, and say mm-hmm. something about it that, uh, the, the broadcast of the draft, Guys are so scared to clown picks. Like when yeah. Joshua Primo goes number twelve to the Spurs, that should have just been like, a, "What are they doing?" You know, yeah. like the way Bill did when he when he did the draft and what was it, twenty thirteen? Yeah, 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 he's just like, "What?" <laughs> you know, like they need someone on set to do that. They need someone to do it because I think what's happened is is that th- there are a few things that happened. Number one, the the old takes exposed guy has like ruined everybody. So like yeah. where everyone's like scared to have a take. 
and and just swing for the fences. Do do you have do you have your worst uh, cold take that's been exposed? Because I know mine off the top of the head. I I tweeted the night that Robert Quinn went before JJ Watt in the NFL draft. Uh, I think it was like 2012, 2013. That you know basically this is a great decision, and taking JJ Watt would have been you know the dumbest thing they could have done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess. I guess the, the thing I would get clowned for, especially draft. What's the draft? Would be probably like not thinking that Marvin Bagley was like a horrible basketball player. Well, he's not. Would, I still don't think he is, but he's like I. I don't know. I never said take him over Luca because I. We, we've been over this a thousand times, but like I. I kind of have to wear that because I was like. Bagley but, was awesome at Duke, yeah, and yeah, I think it, he's going to translate just fine. It, he was the ACC Player of the Year, and yeah, you know, there are plenty of guys that you know. Marvin Bagley to me is like a Brandon Wright, where it's like if he was in the right situation with the right team that yeah. got the playing time and actually believed in him, I I would buy it. But yeah, I don't no. think he's in that situation. No, I mean he was. He'll never be to. He, he never. You, you, there's never a scenario where he's better than Luca, obviously. But of course, uh, or Trey, or De- I, or uh, DeAndre Aiden. Yeah, almost the day right. Is that the best draft ever? Do you think twenty? <laughs> oh no, let's say it now. Uh, so I, I think it's that. I think you're scared to have not not even the the one guy with the Twitter account. It's just like anybody. Any, any yeah, four, yeah. Nobody wants to look the, stupid in the future. Nobody wants to look stupid. No one wants to shove back in your face that you thought that this guy was was going to be a bomb, and now look at him. So like everyone's just like interesting pick, good. I will see. We'll see. But then also Tate, I think like. What we're seeing in the NBA, and we talked to Vicini about this a little bit, is that guys who are taken in later rounds, guys who go undrafted, guy like the the, the idea of uh, a top fifth, like the lottery, is where you get the guys that are going to contribute, and then the rest of it's just like a formality. Is is yeah. long gone? That that era is long. I don't know how long it's been gone, but I mean, like that was the, that was how we grew up watching the draft. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you could really turn off at like pick twenty because like whoever's picked after that is probably not even getting minutes, much less a, yeah. you know like whether they're going to have an impact. And I'm going to say 2014 was the last year because I remember yeah. when PJ Harrison and Shabazz Napier got traded for each other, and LeBron like asked that he <laughs> take Shabazz Napier. You know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of felt like this is inconsequential. There's no way that PJ or Shabazz would ever this, play. Yeah, this doesn't matter. Team, but but I, I, I think now you're seeing like guys who are drafted 51st could yeah. contribute to a championship team. So Absolutely. you're scared to be the guy who, uh, you know, clowns on Pat Connaughton was first round, right? I think he was first round. Yeah, was I think he was. early second round. But the, use Pat Connaughton as an example. Say he goes wherever and or you're like, like oh who like lists yeah. everyone that's picked before him every time he does an interview yeah you know you're I mean? scared you don't want to be that team that's like i took this guy over to draymond yeah and you don't want to be the guy sitting at the desk who's like you know pat Connaughton gets drafted wherever he is and you're like what <laughs> that's a waste of a pick and yeah. then he wins a title with the bucks and then you get that thrown back in your face you know what i mean so yeah. I, I feel like everyone's just kind of lo- like everyone's scared to just be like what the hell are they doing this is a horrible pick and we need more of that we yeah. need more of that i think no, you're right. I'll, I'll I'll be happy to be that guy because like I I'll just do it for any guy that didn't play college basketball. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Like, who so is this? Big, yeah, when Jalen Green, Josh Giddy at six. What are, are, you, are you kidding me? Kaminga? <laughs> <laughs> Fall out of your chair, Kaminga. <laughs> That's what Bill is supposed to be doing, and he doesn't yeah. do it. I, Bill is. I need you. Like, yeah. Well, it's tough for Jalen, and you know, like every single player that went up there, like Chanae is basically like, I work out with you in Los Angeles. So, like, Jalen sucks sits down, and Chanae's like, this guy is literally the first in the gym for our workouts, and the last guy in the gym, and he never stops smiling. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, this is great intel on Jalen Suggs. I I'm already 100 percent in because I've watched him thrive in college basketball, but now I'm hearing about his workouts, and you know, this is great. Yeah. But then you're also like you're saying, 
Jalen and Janae, like they, there was no pick where they were like, this was a bad pick. Every single yeah. guy, they're like, I see upside. I yes. see potential here. This yes. guy could turn into the next Magic Johnson. And you're like, Scotty Barnes is the next Magic Johnson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Mm. Um, so let, let's talk about the actual draft, I suppose, okay. instead of the broadcast. Uh, some yeah. themes that stood out to me. Number one, Barkley Center crowd was horrible. Yeah. Put it back yeah. in Madison Square Garden. They're they they got no juice whatsoever. Yeah, whoever the DJ was, by the way, I I I didn't know his name. He did not do a good job either. Not yeah. not, to, not to you know throw shots at the Brooklyn Nets, but this was no not, disrespect. Yeah, no disrespect. <laughs> no disrespect to the DJ, but he does a horrible job. Yeah, we, it, like, we needed it better. Is, we needed better. We needed more energy, I guess. And even when the Nets made their pick, uh, they had two picks late in the first round. They get one of those for the Landry Shamit trade. They get the Suns pick, and they take Dayron Sharp. But as those picks are happening, they're trying to get the crowd licks. They're like, "This is our home pick." Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and like, it was very funny because. Because like there, there was like basically hype beast fans that are getting excited for the Nets, and then there's poor Spike Lee down there, uh, the other representative of New York, who came to the draft trying to get excited, and every single pick the Knicks are like, "Yeah, we're trading that guy." <laughs> it's like Spike Lee's like fist pounding, and like ten seconds later, Adam Silver's like, "And the Knicks are going to trade." You know, can we, Johnson. Can we talk about that? Because I wrote that down as uh, uh, something I wanted uh, a big picture theme I wanted to talk about was all the trades going on and how annoying it is. I think uh, I saw KOC earlier today said yeah. something about this. It was, was was flying this flag about like how ridiculous it is that the NBA does not uh, finalize these trades before they happen and how confusing yeah. it becomes as a viewer. Where I mean, I mean, the first example number ten, Zaire Williams goes. He's going. He's being picked by. New Orleans technically or Memphis. But, he's, but he's going to Memphis. Yeah. And I know that Tate, that trade was announced. What, how many, how many days ago, two, three days ago? Like th- yeah. this is something that I I've known going into the draft that the number 10 pick is going to the Memphis Grizzlies. And yet I see the Pelicans logo up there. And you're like, wow, Zion and Zaire. Yeah. And I see him with the Pelicans hat. And as I tell myself, not the Pelicans, not that this is not the Pelicans. Yeah. This is the Grizzlies. This is the Grizzlies. And I, 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 I immediately just, that goes in one ear out the other. And I'm like, Zion Zaire, that's going to be interesting in, in New Orleans. And it's frustrating because then, like, later in the first round, I mean, there was a run there where it's like it felt like every single pick was traded. Yeah. And it was it was like from basically after the lottery. It was like every single pick that came up, it felt like it was traded. And I couldn't make sense of anything. It was it was impossible to make sense of who was where and what. At one, at one point, Kendrick, uh, when Dayron Sharp got drafted, uh, he was he was technically drafted by the Suns. Kendrick yeah. Perkins' entire analysis. I would love of the, him on the Suns, by the way. I wish he was going to the Suns. Well, so would Kendrick Perkins because his entire analysis <laughs> was how much this will help because we saw the Suns needed uh-huh. more big men help uh, when eight would get in foul trouble in the finals. They didn't really have anybody to turn to. Maybe Dayron Sharp could fill that piece. I'm excited to see what Monty Williams can do with him. And then Reese Davis was like, yeah, okay, okay. Perk. So uh, anyway, the, the, the Nets with the Where's great Mike pick Smith? there. <laughs> Bring him back. Uh, I, I think the perfect example of why it's a problem was the 22nd pick, which is, you know, a part of the Russell Westbrook trade. So the, the, the Lakers have this pick, but they just traded it to the Wizards. And then when they make the pick for Isaiah Jackson out of Kentucky and, you know, Isaiah Jackson is going up there. They, they give you the little cry on that says, you know, he was he played with LaMelo Ball, you know, for yeah. five games at Spire Academy. And then Adam Silver literally goes up to the pa- goes up and, and, and to the podium and says, uh, "This this is going uh, via the Wizards to the Pacers." And then yeah. he just starts laughing, like he like smiles for a second because he's like, "That's the stupidest thing yes. I have ever said." That the Lakers have made a selection on behalf of the Wizards, who are now trading that selection to the Pacers. And 
So why do they do this? Because the, the free agency window hasn't opened yet. And when it does, that's when all the trades become final. That's, that's, that's the yes. idea. Yes. And, and I think it's, a, I, I will say this is, this is my David Stern dark web belief is that it is a dark web way of having loyalty from other fan bases because Kobe Bryant, he, <laughs> Kobe Bryant gets like Charlotte Hornets, like carryover. You know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. there, there are kids that just have seen Kobe on his draft day pictures wear Hornets stuff. And they're like, dang, that's swag. I like the Hornets now. You know what I mean? Like it's, and even I, when I, whenever I think about this, I think of uh, Antoine Jameson and Vince Carter, Vince you Carter, know, yeah. the hats and it's like, but yeah. you have the picture where Antoine has the Raptors and Vince has the Warriors and, you know, I, I think it's a brand play at the end of the day for the NBA to have more guys attached to more teams so they have more fans. That's uh, you, you. You might be onto something there. I think. I think you might. That's be my dark something. web David Thurn thought. You know, I. But but it's it, it is very frustrating. It, mm-hmm. It's it's so stupid. And uh, yes. I, I, I <laughs> no, don't I'm not understand. saying it's not stupid, but it's it's hilarious. why why you can't just figure figure it out, Adam. That's what I would say. Like, why why are we waiting for these trades to be finalized? It's it's very well, and and if we're waiting for them to be finalized and official, Tate, why uh, what what if someone pulls an okie doke and just like mm, doesn't do the trade? That's that's oh, by the way, Joe Wieskamp just got selected by the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, Let's go. They official. saved <laughs> Joe Wieskamp. I just wanted to be on the air. Forty first pick. What a steal, dude! Dude, are you kidding me? Let me pull up. Uh, I got. I got to get an update here. Oh wow, nice little Jason Preston, thirty-three. Yeah, Robinson Earl, thirty-two. I missed all these. Miles McBride, thirty-six. I like him. I like Jones, thirty-five. Uh yeah. What 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 if an okie doke happens and you say, "I'll yeah," when, you know, when the when the window opens, we'll we'll definitely yeah. do the trade. I promise. And then you're like, "Wink, wink." Got you, bitch. I'm not yeah. doing the trade. I would love if the Suns literally just said, "No, we you can keep yeah, we're it. Gonna keep it. We're going to keep Dayron Sharp." We heard Kendrick Perkins' analysis of what Dayron will bring yeah, in yeah, the yeah, playoffs. Yeah. That changes everything. (laughs) Quick break to talk about our friends at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. What other options are there, really? And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy, though? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or your renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Birthdays, holidays, promotions, getting that last sprinkle donut. There's a lot in this world worth celebrating, but nothing is worth celebrating more than knowledge, especially knowledge that will pay off, like understanding how compound interest works, knowing how to check your investment professional's background, or figuring out your risk tolerance. Or finally, understanding all those terms your friends keep throwing around, like ETF, ESG, and ICO. Learn about these investment products and more at Investor.gov, your unbiased resource for valuable investment information, tools, and tips. Before you invest, Investor.gov. Back to Tyson T. So I wrote down big picture themes. The trades are annoying. Um, Barclays Center sucks. And uh, I would say a lot of surprises. Would you Would you agree with that? That, that uh, it felt like, Scotty, as I said, for me, I was off Twitter. So I don't know if this was like telegraphed to the world that it was coming. But when Adam Silver said Scotty Barnes to the Raptors, I was stunned. I, I could not believe it. Not that Scotty Barnes isn't good, but Jalen Suggs to me is a much better basketball player and would have been the better pick. And especially with, with like the stars that align for Scotty Barnes being a Florida state guy. Yeah. To just go back to, to stay in Florida and go to Orlando. It all just made sense to me. And that whole plane got blew up and I was, I was shocked. And then it, it the surprises kept coming. I mean, yeah. like the hips, the, yeah, the hits kept coming. Josh, Josh Giddy at six, I would say was a little bit of a surprise to me. Um, yeah. Not because I don't like Josh Giddy. I haven't watched a second of Josh Giddy play basketball, but I don't remember anyone expecting Josh Giddy to go six to Oklahoma city. Uh, Zaire Williams, I, I felt was slightly surprising to, yeah. to Memphis. You ended up in Memphis. Yeah. Memphis. Yeah. Number Memphis. 10. 
<laughs> Number 10, Joshua Primo from Alabama was the yeah. big one where I youngest, was like, what? Youngest player in the draft. Yeah. Nate Oates got a text from, from one of his buddies that said, congrats, coach. And then he said, about what? And he said, about Josh going number 12. And Nate Oates, I'm pretty sure, responded, who's Josh? <laughs> I don't think Nate Oates. I mean, seriously. Uh, and then the big surprise, the Charlotte Hornets and the Indiana Pacers both passed on Corey Kispert. So, yeah, so that, uh, that, was, that was the biggest shocker. The, the, the lottery was full of a ton of surprises. <laughs> it turns so, out both teams wanted Franz Wagner. They're, yeah. <laughs> they're upset he was off the board. <laughs> Uh, what I mean, were you surprised with some of those as I were? I was. Yeah, when I saw Scotty Barnes go, I immediately thought to myself because I think Toronto is the first actual team making a pick in the draft, and I mean that when they made the selection, it was in reference to the team that they have. So if you take Jalen Suggs, right, there is a there is a domino effect that then gets back to your locker room. Fred Van Vliet's looking around. He's like, yeah, and I just had to supplant Kyle Lowry. And now you bring in another future guard. Who's going to try to supplant me. You get like an Aaron Rodgers type situation there. Mm-hmm. So when they drafted Scotty Barnes, I, I was thinking that I was like, that makes sense. But then also it makes sense for a Ben Simmons trade. You know, that, that, that is the team to me that always kind of tickles my fancy for both parties, right? Because Masai and Morey, I feel like they're in the same like class of GMs in the NBA where they're very presidents. They're, they're very well known, right? They, they make these moves that are supposed to be very tactical. So they're not going to try to fleece one another. They're, they're kind of like it's a, it's a mutual respect. And then Ben for Scotty Barnes, you get that wing defender. Maybe you get Lowry in there too. So you get like a point guard and a wing defender that makes one Ben Simmons. And then the Raptors get Ben. Ben can thrive in Toronto. It's kind of a, you know, international, you know, culture is in mm-hmm. Toronto. So that was what I immediately thought. I was like, oh, we're getting a Ben Simmons trade tonight. And I'm not saying it's not over with, but that that was the the red flag for me with the Raptors. Uh, and then when we got to seven, when we got to the Warriors, I thought this was also, we know we have a team, so we're making a pick for someone to help this team. And that was Kaminga. I love Kaminga. I, I love what the Warriors did. Um, with you their- are big. You're big G League Ignite fan. I do know that about you. So. <laughs> yeah, I did watch all their games. Uh, but, unless, so you right? might be biased, honestly. Like I know you love Kaminga, but it might just be your G League. I just love the fit with the Warriors. That like there, there were three teams to me that won the draft, and and, and I'll go through them. The Magic won the draft, in my opinion, because Jalen okay. Suggs is a if he's not the number one pick, he's a top three pick, in my opinion. But you get him at five. That's amazing. Uh, you get Franz Wagner, who played in at age sixteen. In yeah. Urban League, I mean, and also plays college basketball. So he's done both sides of the equation. I love that. That's true. Yeah. He, he, that, say that again. He was a professional before he got to Michigan and was yeah. still eligible to play at Michigan. Yes. He, he, I, I he got glad you paid said that. money yes. to play in Germany yes. and yes. then he went to go play at Michigan. And that was fine for everybody. No, no, no. And, and so those two picks I was, I was all in about the Warriors, like I said. I really like what they did. I think Moses Moody is very underrated. I thought he was going to be a top 10 pick. I was a little shocked that he fell yeah. a proven scorer. And, you know, I love anyone named Moses, including your dog. And of yep, course, Moses alone. Po, po, po. Yeah. Love you, Moses. Uh, and then the other team is maybe a bit biased, but to get book night at 11, 10 years after you drafted Kimball Walker, um, you know, and I think book night has a lot of upside, a lot of athletic versatility. And then to still get the guy we all wanted. We all wanted Kai to come home. Um, I know he's not from Charlotte, but we wanted him to come home uh, mm-hmm. to play for the Charlotte Hornets, to be in screen roll with LaMelo Ball. So those are the three teams that really stood out to me on draft night. I think they all made great picks giving where they were. I think that, the funny enough, the Warriors ended up drafting the players that I thought the Magic were going to take. And then the Magic 
just just kind of had the best night possible. I, I cannot believe that the Magic got two players that I think can actually contribute. I feel a little bit bad for Cole Anthony, but I, I saw Jalen Suggs say he and Cole were already texting. Um, good move by Cole Anthony. He's like, I got to make friends with the guy that's coming in. Uh, and I don't make, think it matters call. anymore, though. Like, I it must like, not. It must it not. Doesn't, I don't think it matters. I think it's, yeah, I think you're right. I, I, th- I think that's the way the NBA works now. It's just like you can have five point guards if they're all yeah. good and they can guard. And, you know, if, they, if you can figure out a way to, you know, if one of them is, is six, nine, six, like if one of them, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I do. I do. If but they, if they, if, if, as long as you don't have defensive liabilities, if like they work well together, just throw five guys out there that want the ball. I don't know. Like, who the hell knows? Yeah. Like, who the hell knows is my point. Well, I'm just going to say this. Kaminga and Moody, I think, can both play and contribute on the Warriors, or they can be assets to be traded. Uh, the Magic have two guys that can contribute yeah. immediately, and same with the Hornets. I mean, the Hornets, we, we got a lot better, Titus, so I'm very excited about that. Well, congratulations to you. The uh the, the Oklahoma City Josh Giddy I'm I'm excited to see what Josh Giddy can do I I should probably look this guy up I, I wouldn't like, even watch the Thunder to be honest with you yeah like unless you just want I mean I guess if you if you're like a processor you you want to watch them and, and it's fun and like you can watch Tony Bradley and some of these guys that you forgot about um Moses Wright from UCLA kind of got you know reinvigorated in OKC but their their whole draft is just kind of like we we're basically stashing these guys. That's how it feels. When OKC makes a pick, it's like, I don't care. And now they have 17 first round picks. Did you know this? From 2022 to 2027. They have seven. Why is it here's here's an idea? Why doesn't why don't you just like take OKC out of the NBA for a few years and yeah. make them play the G League Ignite and the overtime league yeah. slash team just over and over? Just dominate just the G League. Yeah. <laughs> they just play the <laughs> super yeah. team of the G League. I think G League Ignite. Uh, so G League Ignite has two top seven guys, right? Kaminga yep. was seven, and and Jalen Green is second. I think if you're an Ignite fan, and you certainly are, Tate. So I'm gonna yes. have to ask you this: Let's go. Do you Ignite. have questions about how the Ignite go eight and seven in the G League this year? Do you, are you questioning? Are you putting Brian Shaw in the hot seat? Because if yeah. this is a college basketball team and you have two top seven picks, and you can't even you finish barely over 500, you're getting killed for that. One, I'm glad we're over 500. You know what I mean? I, th- I think that's a win. Uh, when you really look at how they were set up and designed to play, I mean, shout out to Jared Jack for trying to make that work. I think the most fascinating part of this draft when we talk about our college basketball bias, uh, of course, I have my Ignite bias, so I'll try to throw that out of the way. But I think Jalen Green, at least from what I've heard uh, from GMs, Jalen Green believed he was the number one pick. And not only did he believe that, there were, ulti- there, were, there were ultimately other top guys that when they were asked who the number one pick was, they said it was Jalen Green. So the fact that Troy Weaver had this information, had other players say Jalen Green should be the number one pick, and he still went with Cade Cunningham, that yeah, was yeah. a major W for college basketball. Because I think so, too. That, that, that basically says, like, it doesn't matter that we have a formula here. Cade is the number one pick by all these things that we have to check. And he also does believe he's the number one pick. So, boom, we can do it. I, I am, uh, it dawned on me as I saw Jalen Green walk up onto the stage as he was drafted second. Uh, number one, he looks like my barber slash Kyle's barber. It's yes. the same guy. The, yeah. the guy that Kyle hooked me up with that like butchered my hair the last time I went to him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice guy. Fun environment guy. to get a haircut. Uh, <laughs> did not give me the haircut I wanted when I asked yeah. him. That's always the uh, best. That was like when you go into like a, a super clips or whatever. You're just like, I, I hope this works out. <laughs> You're like, I, God, Please, speak, God, I have no say on this. <laughs> Uh, so it looks like him, but, uh, Jalen green, I, maybe it's, maybe it's for that reason, but I, I get, I, I, as he was walking on the stage, I was like, I, I just said to myself, no, I, I could do without. And I thought, 
I didn't watch any of this guy in the G League, right? He he's yeah. basically said if he went to college, he 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 is igniting that maybe that's why it's called G League Ignite. He is igniting the war on college basketball. That yeah. is is he's a part of it. He's part of it, right? So I thought to myself, he's now going to the Rockets, who are the worst team in the NBA this year. What if I just simply do not watch Jalen Green play basketball his entire career? I'm not going to boycott a tape, but I'm curious how long I can go. I'm not going to like go out of my way. I'm going to, I'm going to continue to watch, like I'm going to throw NBA games on. If it's something that interests me, I'll watch it. And Mm -hmm. I wonder how long until I have, I'm like forced to watch a Jalen green game because he's so good or because the Rockets are finally winning or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I would love to like not watch the, like he retires and he's like a three time all-star ish. But he's never really like that good. And, and I'm just like, I literally never watched a second of this guy play basketball. I, I think I'm, that I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it. It's an experiment. I'm gonna see if it works. I'm a little bit worried that we get in a uh, 28. We brought up 2018. I'm worried that we get in that position again where uh Cade goes to Detroit. And let's just be quite honest about it. Like Cade is not going to be the leading scorer of the Pistons. Like that's Jeremy Grant. Cade, Cade is going to be more of a facilitator, role player, you know, kind of right. like Aiton was. You know, as he already has guys that are there that are already all stars, but then the number two and the number three guys, Mobley. I, I'm, if, I mean, I laugh at the Bill Russell comparison, but I really like Mobley, and I think, oh if yeah, Mobley, I do too. Mobley's in Cleveland, and he's balling out, and we're all kind of like, man, Evan Mobley's in a really good spot. And then Jalen Green, if he went to college, would have been the number one pick. I will say that. I, I think if Jalen Green had gone to college, you're such an ignite guy. Who's who's no, paying you? What no, what is going on I'm here? A college basketball guy. Because I'm show me the this. receipts. Who's no. pay? Who are you on the payroll for the no, night? What's I'm, going I'm on? Telling, here? I'm telling you right now, Jared Jack. First off, thank you for that Venmo. I really appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> but but if Jalen Green had gone to even like Memphis. You know, I think he was originally going to Memphis. He would have been the number one pick, and Penny would have been there. And yeah. I really think that was the reason he wasn't the number one pick because we have these kind of, you know, practices in place and we want to reward certain decisions. And this is still an, an NBA that has, you know, traditional beliefs at some level. So they wanted to reward the college. Well, how about this? I, I, I know nothing again, and I can't reiterate enough. I know very little about Jalen green. So I know I'm not saying he's a bad guy, but I think a, a lot that goes into uh, having a steadfast belief in Kate Cunningham is, is that he's a high character guy that he's, yes. he's he, as a reminder, folks, never forget this, that mm. Oklahoma state was facing sanctions. Tate, they were at the time that Kate Cunningham like arrives on campus. It was, we were all in, under the impression that Oklahoma state was not going to be eligible for the NCAA tournament. And this man said, I committed to Oklahoma state. I'm going to stay at Oklahoma state. I want, yeah. I want to play with the team I committed to. Um, and he stuck through it. He, he, uh, his, he, he carried the team on his back in so many ways. It was like the, the guy, every time he got in front of a microphone, he always said the right things. He always, he always says the right things. You know what I'm saying? And he, he's a good dude. And I wonder how much number of a one pick. That's what I mean. Yeah. He, he was like the number one pick. Uh, I think Lombardi said this about NFL coaches. They are not, you know, selected. They are elected. You know what I mean? Like mm. you, you are a, a, you are basically a politician to be the number one pick. You have to fit a certain mold nine times out of 10. Now when you're Kwame Brown and you're this raw talent and Michael Jordan says, I want him. It, it's a different conversation. But in this instance, Kate Cunningham, he was elected as the number one pick against Jalen green. Cause like you said, when we did all, uh, when we looked at the resumes and we added it all up. We said, okay, that's yeah. the number one pick. That's yeah. the guy. Yeah, and I and I I and I agree I, with it. it makes I sense. agree with it too. Yeah, I'm excited for. But we're talking about natural talent. <laughs> it could be a conversation. 
Because it's a Evan, conversation. Be Evan like, Mobley would have been my number one pick. I would just uh, say. I, I think Evan Mobley in terms of physical tools and um, what I, I guess, how do, how do we frame it? How do you say it? Like the highest ceiling, I guess, would yeah. be one way of doing it. Like if Evan Mobley can become what I think he can become, he's going Bill to Russell. be absolutely disgusting. He's going to be Bill Russell <laughs> paired with Chris Bosh, <laughs> little Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. And a splash, a splash of LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, literally. The, With the, a little favorite. Kevin Durant as well. <laughs> can, can I ask your thoughts on this? Because this was something that happened on the ABC broadcast quite a bit. They would bring the player over, and then they would ask them the player comp, right? So, like, yeah. they, they brought Scotty Barnes over, and Scotty Barnes, is he seems like a great kid. He's having, you know, he's like, I'm so happy to be here. I'm going to Toronto. I'm so excited. And they're like, Scotty, player comp for you. Scotty Pippen. And, and his face, like you can tell he's just like, I'm sure every kid, when you ask him who they want to be at this point, they probably say Michael Jordan or LeBron James. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's what they all think they are. So when you say Scotty Pippen, he just kind of gave this like, hell no. And then, then he like tried to walk it back. And he's like, I mean, I love his game. He's like a great defender. He can also score. You know two. how absurd that is? You're like, it, it, it's... <laughs> I just find like us a viewer reaction. If, I die laughing every if, time. I do that. If you said Scotty Barnes is the next Scotty Pippen, the viewer hears that and says that's preposterous. Yes. Scotty Barnes hears that and says that's preposterous, and we think it's preposterous for two polar opposite <laughs> yes, reasons. Yes. <laughs> Scotty Barnes is like, if I'm Scotty, he, he's kind of. Remember when Giannis? There was that quote that came out. He was like, if I'm Nick Batum, I'm going back to Greece. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is how Scotty Barnes took being called Scotty Pippen, who is one of the top fifty, you know, greatest of all, all time. time. NBA players like it is wild. It's I love wild. the draft. I love the draft so much. <laughs> it's so good. What else, what else happened that uh that uh, uh we need to talk about? Uh, I I, wa- I wanted to ask you about uh the MLB thing. So we had a lot of baseball players, guys that were Did you see this on the ESPN broadcast? <laughs> did I see th- Oh. No. Uh, so, so so basically we had three first round picks that all grew up wanting to play baseball. Oh, I thought you were talking about Anthony Rizzo getting traded to the Yankees. So I, was, I was like, Tate, I really don't want to talk about this. I really, like, I'm heartbroken. Yeah, I saw it. Max Scherzer also got traded. traded yeah, he got traded to the Dodgers, Dodgers right? Man, what a weird day. I thought that's what you were talking about. No, um, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the fact that if you were an MLB exec, James Booknight, he basically says, baseball is my first love. I grew up wanting to play baseball. I played baseball all the way to the 10th grade. Didn't even pick up a basketball, but the game was too slow for me. So he started playing basketball and you like, you see that and you're like, what? This, and he was like a switch hitter. He's like, I played catcher. I played shortstop. I played right field, I played center field. You're like, man, Jay's book night seems like he'd be a great baseball player. That That's insane. So now he doesn't want to do this. And then they get to uh, your guy for the Pacers, you know, Chris Duarte from mm-hmm. Oregon, of course. And he's from the Dominican Republic. He's like my whole family thought I was going to play baseball. I, all I wanted to do was to be this MOB baseball star. But then I came to the States and, you know, I just picked up basketball. So like, if you're watching the MOB, you're like, wait a second. We had two lottery level talents that could have played in our league. But yeah. both of them were like, the game was my first love, but it was boring. And then they get to Keon Johnson, who uh, Jalen Rose celebrated as going to the Detroit Pistons, even though he's going to the Clippers, which I still don't understand how that all happened. But Keon Johnson, they ask him too. They're like, what was your childhood like, basically? And he's like, man, base- I love baseball. He's like, I, I thought I was going to be an MLB superstar, but here I am. And I'm if I'm an MLB exec, I'm like, can we get on the ground floor with these kids and just keep them in baseball? Because we could have had three stars here uh, come play in the MLB. What, what is this? I'm trying to think of how this is Michael Jordan's fault. I, I, I don't know. I, I, well, 
I mean, I'll say this as someone, my first sport was baseball. I think baseball is the greatest first sport to to learn because of hand-eye coordination. You also were going to go to the, you also were going to be an MLB player, but you chose oh, podcasting yeah. instead. Thank you. Thank you for saying that for me. But, but you, uh, you were, you were in the, you were in the Dodgers farm system when you were delivering posters. And, I mean, uh, you were asked, tell uh, you. 18 and 0, uh, the Padres, my team, coached by my dad, uh, only undefeated team in our league as a kid. So shout out, shout out to those times. But in general, the fact that baseball got such a bad rap, yeah. I thought it was like an agenda from the NBA. I'm like, why are they telling these kids to say that they they quit baseball because it was that's boring? a great point. Because I did yeah. not. Like that. Yeah, I, that, that's a great point. Also, I I need I need some fact checkers to tell me if these guys were actually good at baseball. You know, yeah. like the, the I got I got Okie Book night was good. You 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 know how you can just see someone like when they show like the pictures of them on the field yeah. you know what I mean? like the way he was thrown i was like oh book nights they said duarte could touch uh on the espn broadcast they did they did mention that they said he could touch 90 with this fastball and i was like i mean that's better than i could do but like are we are we I mean, that's not you make it sound like he was going to be a first round pick in baseball and and gave well, it well it's like is he a pitcher because if he's yeah, a pitcher, yeah he's not going anywhere but if he's like an outfielder and he can go and throw 90 and now we're now i'm now if, i'm interested now i want to get you get two beers in me and a pretty girl standing next to me and I go to a minor league baseball game, I'm touching at least 73. I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing above 70. And, and in worst case scenario, I'm 69. <laughs> and then I'd say it's for brand, you know? Yeah, so. At least. Uh, but the, the the girl who won the spelling bee this year um, ruined, oh, yeah. ruined these things. I mean, not ruined. I say that, like, you know, I don't know. I'm, it's the opposite of ruin. Um, where I was watching the spelling bee and, and every time she'd come up, they'd be like, you know, she, her, her career aspirations are like rocket scientist or WNBA player. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, all right. Or no, she said she wanted to be a, uh, not even WNBA player. She said she wanted to like coach in the NBA or something. And yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay, <laughs> cool. Cool. That's uh, and then they and then they were like, yeah, that's right. Whoever was calling the bro, I think it might have been Kevin Nagani actually. Uh, <laughs> and then whoever whoever's calling the thing with Kevin Nagani is like, that's right, Kevin. Uh, she is a very good basketball player. She scored however many points on her eighth grade team. And I'm just rolling my eyes. I'm like, mm. she's not a good basketball player. She's just not compared to these nerds she's going up against. She probably like made her B team and sits the bench and you know like get this out of my face. <laughs> Come to find out, she's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's an amazing basketball like player. 15 basketballs at a time. So my point is, is I don't want to hear about your other talent unless it's on that level. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't want to hear about how you could have done X, Y, Z unless you're as good as she was. I forget her name. Was it Zalia something? Yeah. Zalia Avant-Garde, I think. Avant- yeah, I, was like, yeah, I know her last name, yeah. Um, Yeah, she was awesome. So uh, I don't want to hear about these baseball guys unless they legitimately – legitimately had a chance to go pro which i guess i think book knight was the only one i really yeah. do like the way that he described his story too he was like i i really i really could have done this and i and i also might be biased because again i'm a hornets fan so uh well how does it make you feel that they drafted him then because it's like that's, oh amazing i i i well, he's gonna pull I a jordan he's gonna special, no i hate specialized players like I, if if uh, jalen sucks i think the reason i love him so much is because like i know that he played football and he and he has like he can you he can he's an athlete right i want someone that's not like fixated on this one thing they can branch out unless they're like kobe bryant fixated you know then i'm then i'm like okay you can you can specialize over here because this is obviously where you're going to master your craft and everything but i like athletes uh so james book night playing baseball it's great for the softball games you're not you're not worried that he's gonna talk to jordan and jordan's gonna be like you know i was at my happiest everyone clowns me for hitting 220 or whatever it was in double a but that was when i was at my happiest and then james is like 
maybe I should do the same. Yeah. Can, can I quickly just, you bring up a great point. Uh, Simone Biles, this is a tangent, but I saw all the stuff, you know, people were like, Michael Jordan would never do this. Michael Jordan would never do this. Michael Jordan quit basketball and went and played another sport after his father died because of his mental health. You know what I mean? So like you want to talk about like someone going through it and, and trying to figure out what's going, I mean, Mike, like that is the, that is literally the definition of it. And obviously we didn't deal with it and say that he was going through, uh, you know, a traumatic experience at the time. We just all were like, what, why is he playing baseball? What an idiot. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? But that, yeah. that, that happened. Michael Jordan would never, when he, Definitely did. Kind of, kind of definitely did. Definitely did. Uh, what, what else is there? I mean, I, 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 I guess we could figure out what is there anything else that happened? To, uh, let me, let me refresh the uh, second round. Make sure we're not. Well, can we? Should we talk about like Corey Kispert? You know what I mean? Like some of our. Yeah, cops. that was interesting. Corey Kispert. Did he fall? Do you think or not really? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's I, I think I, Corey Kispert's going to be a good pro. I do. I do I, too. I think he gets. Uh, obviously, he's a white guy who can shoot, so you kind of get put into a box for that. Joe Aaron. Yeah. Yeah, but he's he's very athletic. He's bigger than we we've joked about that every time we've talked about the guy that he kind of plays like he's six four until he dunks all over people. And yep. Um yeah, he's an NBA player and he's gonna be fine. He's gonna he's gonna I think he's gonna play in the NBA as long as he wants to. Yeah, yeah. I mean I, I don't can... I I I and I I think like that that's that's yeah, like the it, when you're when you're pick fifteenth, that's that's kind of what you're after, right? Like you're not looking for a guy that's gonna change the face of your franchise, even though the wizards I don't know. They just traded. I don't, I don't know what they're looking to do. Honestly, yeah, well, I, I was going to say that the, I think he does change the face of your franchise because when I think of the Wizards, or at least the past decade of the Wizards, you think about like basically Bradley Beal and John Wall. And I know John Wall is long gone at this point, but those are kind of the faces of your franchise. You think of like, you know, doing the John Wall. You think of like Bradley Beal and John Wall kind of being this tough nosed backcourt. But now you're looking at the Wizards and you see a very Gonzaga international yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. team when you look at, you know, Rui and now you had Corey Kispert who obviously can, can balance that out. Bongo's on this team. I mean, uh, Mo Wagner's on this team. I mean, they have, I, I like what Washington is doing and it kind of is an image makeover and taking Kispert in the lottery, taking him number 10, number 11. Now you're, now you're reaching in my opinion, you know, that was, that was like a little too high for me, but when you get him fresh out of the lottery, so he doesn't have those expectations and it, I know it's literally at 15, but I love the 15th pick. And if you look at the 15th pick historically, you're talking about Kawhi Leonard. You're talking about Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, it is a good spot to be in. It's a very, like, it is kind of the best player available outside of these lottery guys who are kind of picked on potential. Um, so Corey Kispert to me is going into a good spot and Rui's going to take care of him. Um, I think the wizards are, are playing for a new day. I think they're also going to get, you, you see what happens the Lakers and LeBron dump players. They, they go to their new homes and they make it a new home. Like what Brandon Ingram and these guys have done in new Orleans. Uh, Josh Hart, of course, uh, has probably made it more of a home. I think Brandon Ingram's asking for a trade now, uh, but I, I like what the wizards did there. And then 17th with the Pelicans talking about the Pelicans to get Trey Murphy. That is like DeAndre Hunter 2.0, I feel like, uh, as far as being able to get a nice number three, um, a wing defender, a guy who can shoot mm -hmm. from three, the literal three and D. And I was shocked when Trey Murphy went 17th. But then as I thought about it, I'm like, this guy is perfect, you know, to, to go to New Orleans and actually be able to make an impact. So I thought those were good college basketball picks, you know. Yeah, it was a good it was a, 15 and then Murphy at 17. It was a great college basketball draft tape. Yes. I think I think this was great for college basketball. I think uh the the like all the guys that went high that played in college uh were made the sweet 16, didn't they? Let me, Pretty let much. Me, is that true? 
Well, I, I mean, Kai Jones. Kate, yeah. We, we, Kate we, Cunningham did. Uh, Mobley yeah. was in the lead eight. Scotty Barnes was in the Sweet 16. They lost to Michigan. Jalen Suggs loses in the title game, obviously. Wagner goes to the lead eight. Davion yep. Mitchell won the national championship. Yep. Zaire Williams, it all falls apart, but that's okay. Zaire Williams, I want to shout him out because he he kind of was like, he. I, I think 10 a little probably too high-ish. Maybe yeah. not. I, I guess maybe it feels right. I'm going to talk myself into just saying it feels right because uh, – I think because uh, uh, the, the, in the broadcast I was watching, Billis was talking about how he thinks Zaire Williams is a good. I miss Billis, by the way. I wish I would have watched. Yeah, you should have. You definitely watched watched the wrong one. Um, <laughs> that Zaire Williams is a good shooter, he just didn't necessarily show it this year. And I think, like on the surface, that sounds absurd because it's like if he's a good shooter, then why did he? You know, he like, is a good know. shooter. We've seen him in person. Yeah, we, we've seen we him can, in person. We can verify that he is a good shooter. Yeah, yeah, but then at the same time, like people think John Dealer's a good shooter, and he shot twenty nine percent his freshman year at Ohio State. So how do you reconcile those two yeah, things? True, you know what I mean? True. Um, so the these are that that was kind of this idea was like Zaire Williams underperformed this year, and I just wanted to remind folks because people literally forget this. They this is, <laughs> this is not shtick. I do think people forget this. Tate, the Stanford did not have a home court this year. Yep. That, that there was no power conference team that was more affected by COVID uh, in terms of like their day to day operations than Stanford. And for a freshman who was already like, I don't know if risk is the right word, but like he, you know, he's, he's a guy that could have gone to Kentucky, Duke, Carolina, Kansas, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, I want to go to Stanford. I thought he was going to Carolina. So yeah. Stanford. And, would, and then he gets this, he gets to Stanford and you know, he's, he has a knee injury out of the gate because he, what did he say happened? He was, he was riding he a bike, his bike around campus. Like yeah. the most, when he told us the story, we were both like, Oh, that's, so, so pure, pure. <laughs> so pure. That's the only way word for it. Uh, so he's got a knee injury out of the gate. Ted Valentine kills his confidence in yep. Nashville, uh, yep. as, as we've talked about many times. I remember, and then he goes back to campus, but not he don't, they don't go back to campus originally, they stay in North Carolina because they can't even literally fly back. Because, like, the state of California or like Santa Clara County was like, if, if you leave the county, do not come back, yeah, do not come. <laughs> not come back and uh that that was that was what they said and so stanford's like lost in the wilderness of north carolina and then they go back and they can't practice and they can't play in their arena and they're playing in santa cruz so i just wanted to bring that up that like zaire will if, if if you're watching his his tape if you're breaking down his stats and you're like why is it like i don't the guy, I, I don't think it's a fair shake. I don't know what's going to happen next with him. I do think he's a little passive. I think, like, yeah, I, I would love to see him have a – he's he's way too nice of a kid. Like, we met him and talked to him for a little bit, and I, I saw enough to be like, you're, you're way too nice. But, I don't know. Then, again, some guys can turn it on and, and be a killer on the court and be a nice guy off. But um, he's super yeah. talented. You thought he was going number one for a second, for yeah. like a half second. You got you <laughs> talked yourself into – I don't In mean like – last year, yeah. I don't mean – I was just going to say, I was going to – clarified like i didn't i don't mean going into the draft tonight this was no, no, no. At the start no, this, of the season, the, the start of the season we watched him warm up and this is you know we're in the building kai jones is in the building who ends up going 19 greg brown who i don't even know if greg brown yeah what the hell happened to greg yeah, brown, what man? happened to greg brown uh you know but uh, as we watched Zaire williams i looked at you and i was like i think we have a pac-12 number one pick and i was wrong because we did we did but it wasn't Zaire williams it was evan mobley so i apologize to our listeners mm-hmm. at home I got them confused, but I also got confirmation that the Hornets would have taken him at 11. So if the Grizzlies didn't take him at 10, he would have gone at 11. Which, oh, wow. You know, yeah, I mean, so if you if you think it's a reach, you know, teams are already ready to take him there. And if he goes in a situation with Ja and has like a Steven Adams to be an enforcer, if he can kind of just be on an island and and not have the pressure, he can, he can almost be like a Michael Porter Jr. situation, you know, where he has zero pressure because he's the fourth option on this team. Yeah. 
And therefore, he's he's the best fourth option in the NBA, probably. And when we're talking about natural talent, so that that could be a really good spot for him. By the way, Greg Brown, forty uh, third to the Pelicans, but then they are trading that to the Blazers. So Greg Brown to the Blazers, forty third. Tell me when it's done. We had a run in the second round. Thirty eight. Uh, Io goes to the Bulls, which, by the way, I felt like he obviously fell very far and should have yeah. been higher. Uh, so. Thank you, Cameron Crutwig, for tanking. Yes. I would assume his draft stock, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, then Nemeus Queta, uh, <laughs> who probably played for the G League Ignite team. Uh, <laughs> then, so throw that one out. But then at 40, we had Jared Butler, 41, Joe Wieskamp, nice. 42, Isaiah Livers, 43, Greg nice. Brown. 44 to the Nets, Kessler Edwards, Pepperdine guy. Wow. So that, 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 that is huge for college basketball. And yeah. that is kind of a sweet spot of the draft, uh, you know, being able to find a guy. And like Sam told us, you call Joe Wieskamp and you say, I got a two-way contract for you. Yeah. Joe Wieskamp is signing that. You know, yeah. I mean, he's excited about that. Greg Brown, I think, would be excited about that. So, yeah, that's good. That's how you get your uh, Anything else? Like, I guess we could just wrap it up. Do you want to – should we do uh, – I, I did this exercise. We watched two different broadcasts. So, I, I wrote down, like, one thing I wanted to do because I remember doing this last year because we were laughing so hard about Bruce Pearl uh, doing oh, a side interview and saying character counts um, that I asked you what you would put in the time capsule if you could pick one thing, one moment, one whatever of the 2021 draft. What was, like, the one thing that you think you'll remember when – uh, if, if the, the 2021 draft was the blank draft, you know, like, mm. the, the, oh yeah, that was the, well, that was the draft when blank happened. What do you think is like the most memorable thing? But we watched two different broadcasts. I guess you could still answer it. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's, you know, to put it in basketball terms, to frame it that way, I think it's Jalen Suggs. This is the Jalen Suggs draft. This is uh we will remember yeah. that, you know, we might not even remember Scotty Barnes went in front of Jalen Suggs. Cause I don't think it's going to be like Scotty Barnes has a disastrous type career, but I think if Jalen Suggs goes to Orlando and makes them a real contender and they have like a real culture down there and they have all these, you know, long, talented wings, but then now they have kind of a general and they look mm -hmm. really good. Then we're all going to be like, man, I can't believe Jalen Suggs went fifth in this draft. That's insane. And so that, that to me is kind of like the watershed moment. The most shocking thing that happened to me uh, was Josh Christopher going 24th. I, I was shocked by that. I really was. I, I did not expect it. Not, not, not anything about Josh Christopher, but I, one, it was good for Bobby. You know, Bobby Hurley can, you know, hang Bobby back. Hurley and Mike Krzyzewski both had guys drafted before First Roy round. Williams. Yes. Before Roy Williams. Yeah. So. You hate to see it. But did Coach <laughs> K claim? Did he claim Jalen Johnson? They did say Duke when he walked out, which I, I thought was like, oh, are we sure he's Duke? Are we <laughs> Coach K played this beautifully because he both he gets to blame Jalen Johnson leaving on the reason yeah. Duke didn't make the tournament, but then also get to claim Jalen Johnson as a first-round pick. Genius yeah. move by K. Yes. That's why he's the best to ever do it. And um, also, the Hawks are hilarious because they were basically like, we can't sign Cam Reddish, so we're just going to get another Duke forward with the team. <laughs> just slot him. We'll see if he works. See if anyone notices. Uh <laughs> I would say uh, th that's a good answer, Jalen Suggs. I would say uh, for me, it's definitely Kendrick Perkins trying to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was so I, good. Dude. I, I, you gotta I find the clip. Watch it. I almost want to rewatch it. Uh, yeah. Just have Perkins. you seen it? Do you, have you seen the clip? So, no, no, no. The clip? Oh, you gotta find. I just saw clip. someone so put good. like a, his face, like you know, while he was struggling through it. You know, the screen. It's so good. Uh, winners, losers. Who are your winners? 
How about that? You already, yeah. you already said the teams. You already said your winners. Yeah. Yeah. Winners. I, I would say uh, my biggest loser is Spike Lee. I, I think that that's yeah. like the only thing I need to say. Spike Lee being there watching uh, Kai Jones get selected by the Knicks, him celebrating that and yeah. then realizing that is going to the Hornets uh, winner, Michael Jordan, as always uh, the guy's been killing it in the NBA draft recently. Mitch Kupchak also. Mitch Kupchak, I apologize for bothering you all these days saying that you should draft Dayron Sharp. You should draft Dayron Sharp because he knew what he was going to do. He's going to take Kai Jones because he listens to the podcast. So mm. he knew he knew what I really wanted. The text that was all that was all a sideshow. We got our guy. Um, yeah, and He's I think another, another winner, Jalen Johnson. How the hell was he a first round pick? I if this was 2015 and a guy opted out of his team yeah. like playing at Duke, there's no way he's a first round pick. But that's where we are now. This isn't your uh, your your father's NBA draft because um, I don't uh, even think this is my brother's NBA draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my winners include uh, Mike Schmitz, who yes, uh, he, he did the draft last year, but they did it in Bristol, so he didn't get to be on the big boy set with the fans and yeah. and you know he does a great you know, job. He, he really does, does a great job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he he's kind of orchestrates things. He he puts it in a nice perspective. And for whatever reason, when Schmitz does his shades of. I don't get as annoyed. Like when yeah, anyone yeah. else does comps, like even KOC, I love him to death. I'm just like, oh, I, I, I don't need comp. I hate comps. To at be one point, at one point, Schmidt said, like, I forget the player. He said one of someone reminds him of a young Boris Dial before Boris Dial fell in love with wine and cheese. <laughs> pretty good. He's like, remember when Boris Dial could jump? And then like Kendrick Perkins was like, could he? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's Bill, like, who? Billis is like, what school did Boris Dial go to? I don't know who that is. <laughs> You Baylor kids. <laughs> uh, so I'd say Mike Schmidt's big winner. Uh, Coach K obviously yeah. has to be has to be a big winner. Uh, had a one. guy had a guy drafted before Roy Williams. Um, yeah. never forget. Also, got it gets to claim Jalen Johnson. Uh, I put the SEC down as a big winner. Six different schools had first rounders, Tate, yeah. and that doesn't include Davion Mitchell, who transferred from Auburn. It doesn't include Kai Jones, who went to Texas. Wow. It doesn't include. I didn't even uh, think about that. It doesn't include Scotty Barnes, who went to Florida State, who's probably going to be an SEC school very soon. Or doesn't include Dayron Dayron Sharp. Sharp, baby. <laughs> Let's go. SEC. So we're gonna we're gonna look at the G League Ignite team. It's gonna be in the SEC <laughs> soon enough. <laughs> uh, that would be great. Montverde Academy, also a big winner, Ooh, getting, yes. getting a lot of love. Uh, but then also Montverde was also a loser because this is another thing you missed was Billis was he he would not let this go that every time every time Reese brought up Montverde Academy. Uh, Jay Billis wanted to make it clear that Montford is not a high school. It is a prep school. There's a difference. These guys did not grow up together. They are not from the same neighborhood. No, he's They're, right though. That's a great. I know, point. but it was it was just like it was a classic Billis moment where he was like, "It's for you know, like he, it's like we get it, Jay." And he's like, "No, no, 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 no. I'm gonna explain something to you." And we're like, "Jay, it is, all, it is, it is funny because I did have someone text me. I was like, "Can you imagine that town with all those kids growing up together?" Oh, really? Well, maybe like, Jay needed to do it. Then. I was like, "Well, they got there when they were sixteen or 17. <laughs> I think they were Jay was no. This, I actually, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get on Jay about it because I, I think it's a good thing. I think uh, he, he's, he's preserving the values of small town America of how yeah. things used to be, where it's like if you're born and I was born, or I wasn't born in Brownsburg, but I, I grew up in Brownsburg, Indiana, Tate. Mm. I went to Brownsburg junior high school. I went to Brownsburg high school. And that's yep. like how, you know, that's kind of how it's supposed to work. According to people of a certain ilk, you don't go to prep schools. You yeah. don't go to, yeah. you don't transfer. You don't go to private. You know, we don't, we don't do that. We don't do that. And Jay, Jay's cut from the same cloth as me. 
But he well, probably- all, the, all the North Carolina talent, about 20, 30 years, maybe I'll say 30 years ago, they all were like, wait a second, I can go to Oak Hill. And then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you started looking up and you were like, I thought that kid was from Virginia. And they're like, no, he's from small town, North Carolina. He just was like, I need to go to prep school. I need to go to Hargrave Military Academy. What high school did uh, Bill just go to, by the way? I know he's from LA. He went to uh, Harvard West. He, yeah, yeah, he went to, to Sierra so Canyon. <laughs> uh, uh, Rolling Hills and Rolling Hills is states California. So it checks out. There you go. Jay went to high school that was named after the town. So he's probably got, you know, maybe that's what it is about. He's got real ties. He's got, he's got ties to the community. Um, losers include for me, Bark Barkley center, uh, mm-hmm. horrible look. You got to yep. move the draft back to Madison square garden. Uh, Brian Shaw, head coach of the G league ignite could not even get yes. to the final four of the G league. I don't know. Did he, the, the, the G league ignite could have won their playoffs. I wouldn't even know. <laughs> I think they lost. I think they lost in the first round, but I don't fact check me. I, I looked up their record today. That's all. That's all the research I did. They were eight and seven. I don't know. They could have gone on a miracle run and won the G League, and I don't even know it. And I'm clowning them. <laughs> I mean, Isaiah Todd going 31 is pretty good for the Ignite team. You know what I mean? Because I, I yeah. saw a lot of people saying that Isaiah Todd probably won't get drafted. Yada yada yada. I don't know if Deshaun Nix did get drafted, who was the UCLA commit, but he oh, was right. Guy that that should be that's in right. there. That's right. Um. Corey Kispert suit, I would say. Oh, that was a loser. that was a big swing and a miss. Um, I would say uh, I Nate. O- I, thought, I, you, I think he did that for his girlfriend. That's yeah, probably. I think Nate Oates is a big loser. I think he thinks he's a winner because he had a guy get drafted twelfth. But I think he the, Joshua Primo is in the territory where if it works out well and Primo's a star for the Spurs, yeah. uh, then Nate. Then it's it's. Yeah, Wait, I, I was gonna go the other way. If 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 Primo is bad, the NATO has to wear that, and it's like yeah. you're you can't produce a good pro. If he's a star, Tate, then it's a problem because he's it's a Devin Booker situation. Is what I was gonna say. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like yeah. why why did he not play more? How did this guy only average eight points a game for you? What were you doing? And it kind of it kind of goes back and forth. It's like a seesaw between those two opinions. Uh, I yeah. will say I did learn that Josh Primo, uh, his mother had passed away when he was. T- this is what the ABC broadcast told me. His mother passed away when he was ten, and oh, January twelfth is her birthday. So this year in the SEC, he played on January twelfth, and he had exactly twelve points in a win, and he did that purposefully. He said wow. that he went to the game, and he was like I will only score 12 points and they showed like he had open shots and he like gave it up because he was like I will only score 12 points and then he goes number 12 in the draft so it was kind of like wow how about that moment yeah how about that youngest player in the draft yeah all right I think that's it Kevin Gandhi for all the (laughs) 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 do you think Kevin Gandhi does that in his his private life too he just like walks around and just like tells people like random to because I, I think about it like he was doing the i guess it wasn't trauma but he was doing the same thing with the spelling bee where he's like and this guy knows how to play the accordion uh, no he, this and you're like thanks kevin and he just got the tidbits ready do you think he does that in his private life where he just points mm-hmm. out things about his friends or he's like I, he's like i want you to i want you to meet my friend jim so uh one thing you should know about jim is uh in his spare time he is a uh a balloon artist who will tie <laughs> balloons for you yeah, I I mean, I love that. I, I will say, you mentioned the baseball thing earlier. I saw Quentin Grimes, one last thing. He, he had that he played the piano uh, as one of his little tidbits. I think if you have that, you should have to play the piano or at least have a clip of you playing the piano. Right. That's, that's right. one last thing. But that's just yeah, that's yeah. just one loser comment there. But I'm happy for Quentin Grimes. I thought that was a great pick. I wanted <laughs> to go to the Sixers uh, later on. but And whenever. I need a guy who plays the piano to critique whether you, you're actually yes. good at playing the piano. Yes. Joey Harrington, I remember when he was getting drafted, same deal. It was like Joey Harrington in 03, knows how to play the piano. And I was yeah. like, Does he? 
does he? Can mm-hmm. we get a? Can we get a? Can we get a? You know? Yeah. Can we get a sound check? <laughs> sound check. Uh, <laughs> I see Joe. Uh, Joey, go ahead. Play the piano when you're ready. Whenever you're ready, just play something good. Play uh, play Freebird. Strictly ahead. '80s Joel, please. Uh, <laughs> and then go ahead and go. Um, shout outs, closeouts. Anything else before we go? Man, I just want to shout out uh, the fact that you know ABC took over uh, this NBA draft experience, and it was totally different than any experience I've ever seen. It felt like I was watching, you know, how you were in the serververse of Space Jam Two. I felt like I was in ABC slash Disney serververse uh, while they did the NBA draft, and that was very hilarious. And uh, thank you to all the actors who chimed in throughout the broadcast. That we was- need to we need to convince Fox to do counter programming where we yeah. do the haters coverage of oh yeah hate 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 yeah <laughs> we're just yes because abc and espn they're too nice and they're scared to say this is a horrible i'll be book nasty i have no problem like, <laughs> <laughs> i, I would have literally fallen out of my chair when josh giddy got picked <laughs> josh, i feel in the back of my head exploded when josh giddy gets picked does, does josh giddy pass the uh i don't have a name for it but the test i gotta pick a small town um mm. maybe Terre Haute, Indiana. How about that? Terra, the Terre Haute test. Does he pass the Terre Haute test where if he's not from Australia and he's just a, a guy from Terre Haute, Indiana named Josh Giddy? Yeah. Is he taking sixth overall? No, he, he's, taking at him like, first. he's taking yeah. 41st of the <laughs> yeah. Spurs. And he's Joe Wieskamp. Joe Wieskamp could have gone <laughs> sixth in this draft. <laughs> if Joe Wieskamp was Jose Wieskamp from Spain. Yes. If he's from the Dominican Republic, he would go fifth. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm so happy he got drafted though. I, I, I am too. Man. I, we were gonna. I have told to, you. Like, I told you. If I'm a GM, I'm getting fired over Joey's camp. I yeah. was just like, I, I wasn't. I'm not taking it. I might have taken. Buford right now is like, yes. That, <laughs> I think I'm taking him. If I have, if I have, I'm. <sighs> 25 to 30 if i have a pick in there i was taking joey's camp and i was just yeah. for the fences and i was like i honestly if i get fired i'll go down with the ship i don't care i don't it doesn't if, if i was the utah jazz i would have literally walked out there i would have made them play a highlight of all the threes i made this year an nba record and then i would have picked joey's camp and i, yes. and I would say and then i would have had the moment where like we're not done yet you know what i mean yes. like we're coming back and we're shooting more threes and guess what we're guarding nobody yeah, We're and then everyone's nobody. like, everyone's like, that doesn't solve your problem that you had against the Clippers where you couldn't stop them. And you're like, no, oh, it doesn't matter. More, more threes. More. You have to make shots, <laughs> and we're going to make shots. <laughs> Meanwhile, we just learned that that does not win championships, it's, but yeah, just two yeah. more. Uh, I want to shout out Bob Bowlesby, who is the commissioner oh. of the Big 12 and uh, is in a sticky He's situation. He's putting on a brave face. Right now. Uh, yeah. I want to give him a shout out solely for his signature, which is making the rounds this week as the, one of the most absurd signatures I've ever seen. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go look it up. He just basically uh, just, I, I can't even describe it. How would you describe it? Just bu- a bunch of cursive T's. It, it looks like a bunch. You, did you see oh, it? No, yeah. no, but it sounds kind of like Trump's. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it is Trump. Like, let me look up Trump's now. Donald Trump's signature here. <laughs> look at look 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 up the signature. It's, it's preposterous. I don't know if it's easy to. It is it is similar to Trump's, where it's just like let's let me just flick my wrist like up and down a bunch, and then and then he like just yeah. crosses it, all the. It's teeth. like he never had to. He never learned how to use cursive. So, but yeah. he's like just seen it on paper. So he's yes. like, okay, just go up and down and up and down, and then cross yes. here and then get out of here. So uh, I want to shout him out. Um, for that moment of levity as your conference is imploding. Uh, that was nice. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> talk about the fleece of the century. The American conference is sitting over here and now they're going to be the power conference. Like mm-hmm. what, mm-hmm. what a move. Like East Carolina is now in a power conference and the big yes. 12 could have easily just taken the Texas schools and, and kept the big 12 alive. Tulane, Tulane <laughs> is in a better situation than Kansas. Would yes. you rather be the head coach of Tulane yeah. or Kansas right now? Cause 
Kansas not in a power conference. Tulane, yeah. it is. <laughs> Kansas, Kansas and the American is going to be fun, though. I think we we officially made the American great again. Congratulations. <laughs> Maybe that's why science is. Yeah. Uh, final shout out. Shout out to uh, Floyd Mayweather and the money team uh, for wow. an 18 point come from behind victory in the basketball tournament against a team called Carmen's Crew. Oh, wow. I don't know. Did you see this? Did you hear about this? I didn't this see this. I did not Ohio see Ohio State alumni team was up by 18 at home. At home, played. I think it was played on Ohio State's campus at the, mm-hmm. the new the new little facility they built on on campus. And if oh, not was, at the shot though. Not at the shot, but it was okay. certainly if it wasn't on campus, it was in Columbus. Uh, they're up eighteen in the second half, and they blow it, and they lose, and they're out of the tournament. And John Diebler is officially retired. He's officially. I called him for comment. He said, "I said, John, is this like a? I, I feel like you've retired more than Vince Carter at this point." Yeah, yeah. How many? Like, times? How many, how many times farewell? Retire. Yeah. He said, "I'm, I'm, I'm officially done, done, done." three duds it's over nice ding dong so like if i can get a contract somewhere tate like it is some sort of semi-pro contract i win i i out my career would outlast john so i I don't know if the wilmington dog still exists they are a (laughs) semi-pro team in wilmington north carolina and i can make that phone call for you if i can i can get you to the sea dogs if i can outlast greg own professional career and john diebler's professional career then who really is the winner as Who's the winner? Yeah. Yes. You tell me. <laughs> this is how I win. Oh, <laughs> uh, is that it? I think that's that it. All, all right. We covered it all. Congratulations I mean, to the NBA. Adam Silver, you've done it again. Uh you you've you've put on a, a great draft. You are that's why you're the best commissioner in sports. And thank you for all that you do for all of us. Uh yeah. what a what a what a night it was. Is there? Is it over yet? Should we refresh it one more time? Just get a final check here. Yeah, who's the last pick? Marcus Zagorowski got drafted. Luka Garza to the Pistons. How about oh, that? Wow. He's getting traded. <laughs> Luka Garza and Cade Cunningham? That's pretty good for college basketball. Dude, that's great for college basketball. Luka Garza and Cade Cunningham on the I mean, you side have to draft Garza, by the way. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. no way that guy comes in for a workout and you leave and you're like, that guy does not deserve to get drafted yeah. in the NBA. Now we'll see what happens. I think he can find a spot. The bigs are back, so good for him. We love we go. Him. And right, Zagorowski, uh, which is, uh, Sam said, he, he was going to get drafted. Zagorowski, yeah. yeah. Oh, Mama Kulishvili goes to the Pacers. Oh, he's traded to the Bucs. Never mind. <laughs> I the, the last Sandra. thing that I think that she'll get drafted that I haven't heard yet is uh, Petrusev. Uh, oh yeah, I, I that seems to me like a guy when we're talking about Jokic. No, he went to the Sixers, oh, number fifty. Boom, right there. Oh, he got drafted. Yeah, yeah, I see it right in front of me. Boom. Well, see, That's I didn't it. even know who's, that. Who's who's left? Who's yeah. left on your big board now? Uh, Honestly, Dwayne Washington. <laughs> I just saw Balsa Kopravica just got drafted uh, from Florida State. That's that's a name that I had uh, also on my board. I. I as I, as I look at the Jokic generation uh, of bigs and the Sabonis generation of bigs, I'm just like, get the Eastern European bigs in here and let them pass around and, and see if it works. So, Petrosev, I like it. You should – if it, it, I hear here's a, here's a hot take. If you play less than three minutes a game, you, mm. you should get thrown back into the draft pool. You can be redrafted. Mm. <laughs> I'm in. What a stupid idea. Why would I end the show saying that? Let's just I like leave. it. Why would I say that? No, throw them back in the pool. <laughs> you tested the waters and now you have to swim. <laughs> Good luck. See you guys next week.